Kiss Drive Home. We'll take you home safe. Oh, just hold on, going home. I couldn't have had it any other way. Just hold on, going home. Just hold on, going home. Kiss Drive Home on 99.9 Kiss FM Abuja. <laughs> Honestly, I don't feel okay with this isolation. Staying indoor without going anywhere is like hell for me. After these two weeks now, what the next step to take? What do we I can tell you that in my constituency, I'm yet to hear somebody telling me that he has benefited from the conditional cash transfer and other programs like that. It's worrisome that this is happening. How has this been for you? First, as a lawmaker, and second, as a Nigerian. Talk to Adara. A talk show like never before, delving deep into the hearts of social issues, unapologetic, engaging, thought provoking. A show that bridges the gap between the people and policymakers bringing solutions and giving a voice to these issues. Talk to Adara. My name is Adora Unitra. It is a privilege always to have you here. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on 99.9 Kiss FM Abuja. Talk to Adara. It will leave you at the edge of your seat. Some people are stealing money. Criminality is increasing. What has happened to us? Stay for us, you know, and stay. Even though we suffer, but we don't go break. Together we go end this corona crisis. If everybody do what we're supposed to do, my people are better we fed on. Corona crisis. Always wash your hands with soap and water. Wear face masks every time you come out. I beg you, no travel, go another state. Stay at home and maintain social distance. In case you get any question, you can talk to Adora. Search for talk to Adora. Together we can end this. That is Victor Bala. It's a with that one. It's COVID 19 challenge basically. Anyways, two minutes gone past the hour of four. And, uh, of course, uh, this is usually Talk to Adora. Mm-hmm. And I know you're wondering, who vo- whose voice is this? My name is Miriam Cole, and today I'm sitting in for Adora. Yes, she is currently in the field right now. And, of course, I'll be sitting in for her. During the course of the show, we will be speaking to her. We'll be calling her to find out what's really going on on the street right, um, right now. Anyway, I do have in the studio two amazing young men, okay, two Nigerian youths, I dare to say, and we will also be speaking and basically having a conversation about what is really happening right now, talking about police brutality and the current NSAS protests right now. So I have Emeka Ozurumba. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, stuff with you. Fine. I also have Ikeng, Ikemba Ikoku. Yeah. Uh, I hope I got that. You're correct. Okay. It's good to have you both here. Yes. Thank you. I get that everyone everyone is really um, tense right now. Are you? Are you? Do you feel tense? Yeah. The atmosphere is tense. We feel tense in a way. Do you feel tense? Uh, no. I'm, I'm perfectly relaxed right now. Well, but I understand that um, there has been some occurrences i mean this is day 12 of the protest right now and it's been going on for 12 days there's been a lot it started peacefully very peacefully and of course that's graduated to um you know we've gotten some news from different places of some level or of you know violence and all of that and i just wonder how you feel how how basically the both of you how involved have you been with the whole um you know what has been going on let me start with you ikemba Oh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, 
it's uh, a little bit uh, looking good today with Miriam here and my friend Emeka Ozirunga. Uh, coming in from my view from yesterday, last night, it was a bit um, looking sure that today was going to be tense because uh, right from Gardimawa to Lokogoma down to Apple, there are bottlenecks of problems around, challenges for people to move around. It escalated into burning of cars and burning of uh, basically properties were destroyed. But what I just see there is that some people are actually trying to take uh, their own position whereby trying to support the uh, opposition or you're about saying that, oh, we are pro-SARS, uh, we are for anti-SARS. But what I just want to look at you from the angle that we cannot at this point say, oh, this is the people that are destroying anything because you cannot allegedly place it on anyone. So okay. from my own point of view, it's escalating and the government has to take a stand. Okay, for, for you, um Emeka, have you been involved with any of the protests? Yes, I've been involved with the protest because it's a youthful protest, as we can see. And I've been in the field also, and I've also encountered or spoken to youths and get their views on what I can see. And I can see a yearning for a better society. I can see that they acknowledge that there's a state of turmoil themselves because the protests, they can see that there's riots going on right now, there's a little bit of sabotage, you can see that the youth are not happy, they want better from the society. So we can also see inactivity by the federal government because at this point in time, we have to see activity. When people are saying they're clamoring for changes, you need to give the people changes. They need to see the dividend of democracy. So I miss the clamor for um, their let me say NSAS is a metaphor for other things like unemployment, um, infrastructural deficit, um, realignment, public and social amenities, uh, development and infrastructural development, transparency, the legitimacy of democracy, um, having a good judicial system, not perfidious um, and injustice system, uh, where we don't have anarchy of, pro of um, police brutality on the youth, or men of forces or men of the arms. So for the youth alone to even go and have a peaceful protest and for they to be encountered with arms and for they to be encountered with police dogs and stones and sticks it shows that our level of democracy is still on the decline and ebbing because the youths don't need to be encountered with such riveting um cacophonous sounds i think they need to be reverberated and what they're saying needs to etch on the sounds of immortality because what are we asking for we're not asking for much we're asking for we're asking for a better life as youths and look at well, what you can uh, see in, in the approach um some some people have said that the approach there might be something not really right with the approach because when this protest started it was basically a call to end sars yeah. But right now, it seems it has graduated to so many things, you know, and, and maybe some people are saying that they probably have lost the direction in the first place. What really made them to start the protest in the first place? You have been on the street protesting. Do, do you think that that is an iota of truth in no, that? No, no, there's no iota of truth in that. They've not lost the direction. There could be sabotage in this because we know that, as usual, when you're having a protest, there are people that are also going to come out and want to, like, spoil the protest. But when you can see that people are talking about legitimate things, like people are saying, they want an increase in their right to life. I mean, they want equity for their social uh, okay. justice. Okay, let, let me get back to you on that. Okay. Um, Ikemba, before you say what's on your mind, I want to just chip this in. Um, you know, when this whole thing started, when the protest started, there were demands. And according to some, some people said that, okay, the government had reached out to meet up with these demands, but then they had another demand. Okay, and it seems like the demands keep, you know, coming up every day. Do you think that that is in some way, you know, causing some sort of um, delay in, in getting results? Oh, well, um, I would like to acknowledge the fact uh, that um, some days back, the IG himself came out and said SARS has been banned. Well, because you raise an issue about more demands coming up. What, what I see there is, you ask for one thing, you see that the one thing has not been solved properly okay. because the switch from uh, SARS to SWAT allowed the youth to see, oh, this is repackaging. You can only just come back after two days, then you tell us that we have SWAT as the uh, security outfit. Same one that we have looked upon that they have been killing people and allegedly killing people though. So uh, I think well, that's actually caused a spike in anger that why would you switch just in just the midnight, let's see, call it from SARS, now you're calling it SWAT. I guess that's where uh, Mr. Mikhail Zuma might be coming from, that people, but the main reason why people are doing this right now, I can tell you it's not far from telling you hoodlums have hijacked the event 
from people because you can see what's happening as really right now. Even even though the fight was caused by the killing of uh, one of the citizens, Nigerian citizens, you cannot tell me that the same thing that is happening in Apo and the same thing that is happening in Lukukuma or the same thing that is happening in Potakot. So what I'm just looking at it, some of the youths have lost direction of the main protest, the reason for the protest. But what uh, we have to know is what is the situation report out there from the people who are on, on ground who know exactly what is going on. See the case of Bini, the prison, because some people claim that the prison was not broken into. Okay. Why some people are claiming that the world is open this? Now, um, none of the none of these things are a fact. Like a fact, you know, there exactly. are no uh, proofs to actually validate exactly. these things. You know, some people claim that the, that video is an old one. So okay, so let me before before um, we're still going to talk to Adora. She's currently on the street, like I said earlier, gathering some information and trying to get us some facts. Okay. Also, um, last week we we extensively talked about police brutality. We had an extensive conversation, and we're going to try to go back to last week to play some of the conversations we had last week on the show. Okay, but before before that, just to make state it clearly, what what are the you demanding as of now? What are they demanding? Because it's like, you know, so many demands and we don't know which one to really pin it to. What are the youths demanding? Yeah, if we look at what's happening online, what uh, most of youths are calling for is a reform of the police unit and not a, a sudden change, a brigade, a brigade approach that they should not just um, switch over um, to SWAT. They should go through training, proper training and uh, psychological evaluation and make sure that before they are being reorientated back into the security apparatus, they should be ones that you know they are of good conduct. Okay. And those that actually have committed any offense should be brought to book. And those um, um, victims should be well compensated. I think that's the direction. And uh, we should. Okay, be and that this should that. be this should be done in the 36 states. Exactly. Uh, there has been a judicial. Uh, there have been judicial panels set up in different states. Um, it's been signed into. Has it been signed into law? Has, what is the state of that? Um, but I just want to say something before I get to where you're saying at the okay. moment. Um, as I said, if you look at NSAS, the hashtag, it has always gone side by side with NBAP governance hashtag. So you could see that there is a polymerization of taxations here because we're not only talking about SAS, we're talking about unemployment. So when you have a sitting time bomb like youths that you put unemployed and pack them like sardines and put them in a place and you want them to just... But can we can we tackle everything in no, one, no, like, one no, like you, you could tackle. We could, what I just want you to do is to be focused on the aspect that affects their life the most, which is employment and the right to life of the Nigerian. I think there should be a regroup here. That's mm -hmm. what I would suggest. There should be a regroup here. Once one thing has been approved, you go back to your drawing table, then you regroup, yes, then ask yes, for yes. another one. Yes. Okay, because so you you're saying you're saying to the um, same procedure of the, yes. the MO, okay. and you stick to the street block, um, the way ways. Surely you're going to be asking for okay, just to, just to be able to recap what you've said, um, you're saying basically stick to one thing right now, which is the answers and find justice for those who are, have been, you know, brutalized, and then reform the police. And then when we're done with that, we can regroup and come again and protest for something else. Exactly. No, but uh, yes, that's right on the perspective. But okay. what I'm saying is also that. As we're talking about NSAS, okay. we have to be talking about ending bad governance. Because let me tell you something, the SAS are controlled by officials and officiatives. Okay. So now, if we're looking at the leaders of these people, like, okay, we have justice systems and we have security systems and apparatus. So how, what is the credibility? So that's what we're saying. So as we're talking about the credibility of the police institution, we're also talking about the credibility of the Nigerian institution as a functionality of a society and a nation. Okay. That is definitely a great point. But we're going to go and listen to um, the conversation we had on this same topic last week. We had some guests um, that we spoke to. And when we come back, we'll be speaking to our Dora. Remember I told you she's on the streets and hopefully she can give us situation report right now. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're still listening to Talk to our Dora on Yehovah Good Music, Good Talk. Policeman, headquarters where the IG's office uh, is, we're brutalizing my family members. My family members have injuries. One girl's hand is broken. Um, there's this other guy who is here. He was, he, he was not only battered yesterday, his devices were damaged. And so, and he has the name of the ASP that sought to this, that sought to that, somebody ASP shape. So, SARS is only one of the things killing us in Nigeria. SARS is only one aspect of the police that is killing us. We want 
trust of us has to be completely. And they shouldn't go to rebrand it. Absolutely not. You see that rebrand the thing they say they want to do. Nothing about us without us. Nothing about us without us. The last time police was used to intimidate me was one week yesterday. Every week I don't know if I'm going to be arrested or not. What do I do? I respond to sexual and gender-based violence. And so perpetrators use these policemen against us. All the shots that we are shouting, why people that came during the last election to make for our vote? Where are they? Has, has uh, police brutality befallen our vice president? His silence is very loud. His silence is very loud. Uh, um, Senate president, the police brutality before him too. We are concerned. His silence is very loud. Our ministers, we are concerned. The, the police brutality before them too. Their silence is very loud. The governor's uncle, we are watching the people. House of Reps members, all the people who claim they are politicians in Nigeria and are not willing to put their we are ready for them. Our PVCs are chilling. They are pumping. New people are turning 18. Before 2023, more people go there. And we are going to ensure that they have nothing to do with the corridors of power. What are we asking for? Here, love is our language. Humanity is our tribe. Every time the police brutality falls on human being, humanity is depleted. We are saying our parents have failed us. We are standing up to say no. They cannot just come to us when they need food. Now, the office in Nigeria is the office of the citizen of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Now our money they say they kill us. Now our money they say they brutalize us. But when they rape the king, it's not police when they get money to take the king when they rape the hospital. It's not fair. We are here to say enough is enough. No retreat, no surrender. If they have selective deafness today, to God be the glory, they cannot go to London again and hide. South have kept them in Nigeria for us. So, we are going to keep coming back here. There is a civil disruption happening here. for staying with us and welcome back and like i said earlier we will be talking to henry shield henry shield is right here with us uh live on the phone henry is a human rights activist and um he's a playwright uh, an author as well and you know i think another thing you have to know is that he's also a leading frontliner when he talks about human rights henry good evening Thank you so much for being on the show today. Now, Henry, um, like somebody will say, you, you don't see waiting they happen. You know, um, it, it, it takes it takes somebody. They say, you know, leave what is outside the car and enter the car. You know, and um, I, the reason why I use this quote is that for a long time we've been having this conversation on hashtag NSAS. We remember the first time the movement started and the call and the demand started in 2011. Before that and after that, we saw there was a call for reforms in the Nigerian police. And then we've had IGP after IGP, promises after promises. Now, there has been a disbandment of SARS. Now, Henry, someone said it is, you know, it's not yet to Huru. Now, they have disbanded SARS. What, ex what exactly is the next step? Because my question is, the people that have been disbanded, where are they? How do we look at, you know, the conversation of finding justice for victims of brutality, for police brutality? Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Adora. Uh, uh, the OC, the OC people, that we are discussing our own goodness oh. in this manner. In a manner that speaks terribly about human rights abuses, about outright murder. We are not talking about our police in the form of protection of human rights, in the form of uh, security, safety. We are discussing our own police in the light of what they have become. 
Now, let me put it very clearly. The demand is to disband fast. Okay? Which the president, which the ITV and the president has confirmed it. Mm-hmm. But between the time of the proclamation, between the time that this pronouncement was made and today, separate citizens have been murdered for peacefully protesting. So what exactly have we ended? And uh, earlier this morning I was on a, a, a TV show in Bidway and uh, the former commissioner of police was brought in who started highlighting uh, 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 all the wrongs that have been done to the police, their salary, their welfare package and everything. And I said, it is not the Nigerian youth that you are killing that is responsible for your low salary. It is not the youth that is responsible for your bad welfare packages. You cannot transfer aggression from the government to the people. It's not done. So if they are banned fast, one is that we are demanding for justice for every victim, for the families of the victims of staff brutality. At all, human beings were slaughtered like animals. Less than an hour ago, less than one hour ago, I'm going to send you a recorded voice note. A woman came from Nokoja to my office. Less than one hour ago, she has not seen her phone since 2018. July 17, 2018. Charles in Abuja took her phone, called her, collected money from the family, went down to Aneta in Kogi, arrested the younger brother. Uh, collected his car. This is two years. They don't know the woman is not less than 70 years. I have a picture. I've already given a petition to the National Marine Commission. I've called people in the National Assembly. We are going to trace every injustice done by these people. We are not the people that call fast to be what they are. Don't take out your frustration. Why on earth? Should we be discussing that like we are discussing Boko Haram? Why have they become a terror to the citizens? What have the citizens done to them? Somebody was on national TV two days ago saying, why should a 30-year-old have a car of 7 million? What kind of barbarians are these people? Look at national civil defense, uh, defense, uh, civil defense court. Because majority of them are graduates, you see them behave in civilized, exposed manner, responsible manner. But this has, you go and bring doubts. People that pierce their earrings, people that blow their hair, dye their hair, people that have no, 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 no sense of humanity. So if we are here, the battle has just started. And the IG of police, if he thinks he can shoot his way through this, if he thinks he can shoot us and kill us through this, he should believe this is early. His tenure is ending by January. Okay. 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 Let, let's let's look at this as a holistic institutional um, demand, especially looking at the various levels of institution. But before I go on that, remember that you can call us on zero nine zero thirty thousand eight nine nine or zero eight zero nine 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 eight seven 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 zero. The number again is zero nine zero thirty thousand eight nine nine or 0809998770 and send us your response uh, over the social media as well. Now, Henry, we remember that in 2018, August 14 to be precise, all right, we have a caller. Hello, good evening. Hello? Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Please, what's your name and where are you calling from? Okay, I'm Floris. I'm calling from Jali. Okay, your question or your comment, please. Yeah. Hello? Hello, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. I I think now what I was about to say, Henry, was that the National Human Rights Commission was directed to set up a special panel that will conduct an investigation of the alleged unlawful activities of SARS. Now, Henry, in a country where you have National Human Rights Commission, in a country where you have such institutions how do you begin to also 
ask and demand explanation where there are docile interventions from such platforms. But before you answer that question, let's take this caller. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Please, can you turn down your radio sets? Please, what's your name and where are you calling from? Your name is what? My name is Kingsley. Please, your comment or your question, Kingsley. Quickly, please. Okay. I want to comment on the situation at hand. Okay. The, the, what I want to say is that there is no going back on the demand of the people. I don't want to recount my experience with that. In fact, it took me reasonable amounts of money and calls and contacts to rescue one of my church members in the hands of that. The, the, the stories he told me, the stories he told me, how sometimes they will just, that one of the persons within the cell, where they were, they just caught the guy on the street and then used him to replace somebody else, who is the son of the people. And you know, now sometimes they can tell you, oh yeah, go, you begin to run at the back of that, you Thank you so much for that comment. Now, Henry, you've heard another another monstrosity, you know, re- recorded against, uh, you know, SARS, the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Now, I mean, you, we have the police, yes. Now, we have also have Nigerian Human Rights Commission. Now, a lot of people would say that it has been the call of the Amnesty International over the years to demand justice for Nigerians, over the years to demand you know, investigation into inhuman acts against humans. And from this investigation, we know that the Nigerian Human Rights Commission was addressed and asked to set up a special panel to investigate alleged unlawful activities. I don't know if you heard of any inquiry that happened and the result of that. If not, we will not be here today. I want to ask Henry, is it just the police or a total institutional failure here in Nigeria? But why part of the police is very uh, special, let me use the word special, is because it, uh, it, it touches on light. Mm. You understand? When you're talking about corruption, look at what happened in a very different corruption and everything. Have we not moved on? You can, you, can, you can prove and then arrest and change. But when you waste a life, you cannot bring back that life. Citizens refuse to within their own society. The police as an institution, the way it was created, the way the money to that year. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Hello, good evening. Sorry, Henry, hold up. Good evening, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello, good evening. Please, your comment and what's your name? Hello, my name is Ahmed. Okay, please, your comment or your question? I want to make a comment. Okay, go ahead. I'll say that I think um federal government probably seems to be a different issue. Maybe um, to state policing. They should resolve to state policing. For example, okay. Then there's um NDPD, NYPD, and so on and so forth. So, but then, if the federal government is um um in charge of Okay, we're going to have to cut it right there. All right, so that was really insightful. Uh, we basically talked extensively about police brutality last week, and we had a guest, Henry Shield. Also, Adora was in the studio, and it was really, really a, a very lengthy one. Okay, so we're going to have to cut it right there. Anyway, one of the callers mentioned something. He said something about state policing. And I think I just want, before we talk to Adora, because we're still going to talk to Adora, okay? She's on the street right now, and we're going to talk to her to get some situation reports. But before we do that, like I said, one of the callers mentioned state policing, and I've heard a lot of people sample this and say state policing is probably the way forward. 
Um, let me sample the, the opinion of the guests I have in the studio to know if it's actually a possible solution. Let me start with you, Kimba. Oh, state policing. Uh, let's look at what we're practicing in Nigeria. We practice uh, federalism, right? Yes. And we've um, copied um, several other economy and it's been working for them. Can we actually also look inwardly and see okay. that even before the uh, advent of conventional policing, we had this neighborhood policing around and uh, it actually was working. Everybody knew the other person. I think the essence of state policing is because it curbs excesses uh, uh, from uh, intrusion okay. into the state. Now, you, you know who is who, okay. and you can easily report who did this. Okay. I think that's the easiest way I could uh, uh, explain state policing because it's going to be like community policing kind of um, uh, templates whereby in, on each street, you know very well there's a patrol team. I'm just trying to use our way it's worked before to okay. explain how exactly this could actually be incorporated into our own society. Because I see that most times, these people that commit these offenses, these crimes, are people who we know. But because the police reports to a central body who is Abuja here, okay. now it leaves off for the chain of command, clearing, clearing um, um, the information all through. Okay. It's not against action because what we are looking for here is proactiveness of the police. Okay. And what the proactiveness must bring them closer to the people. Okay. Yeah, I, I given, given everything, um, when you consider Nigeria, yes. knowing that Nigeria is not really the Western countries, yes. I mean, we're not the same. Yes. Do you really think there is a possibility of that working? Don't you no, think no, that nepotism yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that will come in? I don't think policing is a good idea. Why I don't think so is because, like what we can see is happening uh, in the protests now, it can easily be hijacked. Okay. For example, state policing will easily be hijacked by state governors. Because when state governors have all the whole security apparatus to them, they'll become immune to any kind of thing. So even they'll be using the police for elections in their own favor. So that way, in a whole federal quota, I don't think state policing will no, But we should Nigeria look at what, what are the checks and balances that other countries are using to check this. Body cams, I think we should just move away from the archaic method of policing. We should have body cams for these policemen. We have people who actually um, check them when they come in every time into the station. It's not okay. about us just leaving them out there. And they, I think everything yeah, but, about Nigeria what we have to, to also know about maintenance, Nigeria. maintenance. I think that's the One thing we also have to consider about Nigeria is that when you have to talk about Nigeria, you have to talk about politics. Everything that has to do with Nigeria has to do with politics. I'm talking about I'm saying that like now, a commissioner of police in the state is accountable to the state governor. So anything that happens first is the state governor that he'll first go to and first. Are they, are they not all supposed to be accountable to the rule of law? Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that it's the wrong process that's been followed. That that's why. Right. the constitution and leave the optics alone. That's my uh, own yes, yes, I get your perspective. Okay, okay. Yes. We're still going to open up the phone line so that you can be a part of the show. All right. We have about um, we have about 28 minutes to wrap up on the show, so we're still going to open up the phone lines. But for now, we're going to put a, a call through to Adora. All right, and then we're gonna get some situation reports to um, today. Anyway, the numbers to call are zero nine zero thirty thousand eight nine nine and zero eight zero triple nine eight triple seven zero. But the phone lines will be open after the conversation with Adora. Zero nine zero thirty thousand eight nine nine and zero eight zero triple nine eight triple seven zero. We do have Adora right now joining us through the phone. Adora, how are you doing? Well, I'm good as you can be. Okay, <laughs> at this time, anyway. So, where are you at the moment? Um, we're just leaving the Fukuma Axis down the Apple Axis during the trail. Earlier on, we went through um, Kariki and okay. the Durum area. Okay. Um, at the moment, we're just taking a tour. Earlier on, when we went through uh, the Fukuma, most of the shops were closed. Um, those who came out were shutting down so, some so of their shops. Just, uh, just to be clear, by we, you mean um, yourself and some protesters, right? Yeah, some protesters. Okay. Not just the protesters, some um, journalists as well who are on, okay. the, on the go on the situation report. So we noticed that most of the shops were closed down. 
and um, some people were also shutting down because of you know tension or the idea of the crisis, crisis especially um, being perpetrated by some of the hoodlums around this axis. Um, so, and um, again, there's some roadblocks as well, as we know, towards the airport road, okay. towards the airport as well, where we saw um, a little bit of a mishap happen um, yesterday and day before yesterday with the shutdown of the, the roadblock there by the protesters and some hoodlums. So, now towards Gariki area, before Apo, just middle of Apo, um, there were some, you know, uh, conversation on the level of safety for people, especially those who had businesses around Gudu, um, the mechanic village and some shops there. Most of the shops around that area have also been closed okay. because of um, the level of tension that, you know, happened there yesterday. Uh, residents around those areas are also saying and seem to be um, gearing up to look out to see how they can call the security uh, the police to be able to help to quell the crisis. Um, as much as possible, everyone is trying not to self-defense and uh, pick up violence. But I think that is what we don't want this protest to be about, taken over by hoodlums and people who use it to perpetrate, you know, um, self-divisive conversations. Okay. So, um, towards Jeremy now, the road seems to be free uh, from that roundabout. I mean, towards Jeremy and then the upper exit towards the express to Maitama is also free. So, for now, there is not a lot of um, tension around that area. In fact, there is none, but we are still saying that people should please stay safe, uh, be vigilant, and also look around them and report anything that seems untoward around the environment. Okay, there have been some videos on social media. I've seen a lot of videos of um, some have said they're burning some places. Have you been able to see? Have you seen anything like that or gotten any reports as regards to that? Right now, we have also gotten the reports, but on getting there, there have been some evidence of, you know, some level of destruction, but we do not want to um, quickly say it's attested to either the hoodlums or the protesters, but the investigations are ongoing. Remember that um, such reports can either incite or create some level of panic. So we must be careful on what we see on social media and how we report it. Um, that is why um, investigation is really key and accuracy to detail. Whether there has been some, you know, uh, back and forth or okay. in between the lines between the two groups, uh, the protesters who are protesting, the hashtags that end um, staff protesters and some of the hoods there has been. Earlier on today, we saw some bike riders, aka Okada riders, okay. around the um, Apple Bridge as well, um, chanting some, you know, um, incomprehensible words and also sometimes sporadically, but once said it was a banger, but when we looked on, you know, it could have been a gunshot, but we're not sure. So uh, that has been dispersed at the moment, but those have just been the um, area of reports where we went and we saw um, those kind of you know activities going on, people racing back to their houses, people doing a detour and driving backwards. So those are the reports we have. But between the Rumi and Gariki, um, back towards the princess and prince, uh, prince and princess, towards who they do, the roads are pretty much free. But what we're still saying is that, um, like Lagos State, Lagos State uh, Governor Moduja called for a 24-hour curfew okay. to be able to decide the level of, you know, um, infiltration of the staff um, and NSAS and, and sub-brutality, uh, police brutality protests right now, because as we know, there's been a lot of back and forth uh, with hoodlums and the protesters in Lagos. Uh, so, and like, also, you know that right now, job is um, also under some level some of- Some level of coffee, right? Yes, yeah. So, um, not the coffee, the, the, the the back and forth as well between protesters and Muslims have seemed to be it seems to be overtaking just at the moment. But I know that uh, from the report five minutes ago, uh, there's also a curfew being considered. But I'm, I we have the modicum of courage that um, seeing the way that the conversation is being infiltrated, either whether it's Muslims or not or Muslims or not, I think that for the safety of lives and property. Remember, we're just coming out of a post-COVID era, still within a COVID era, era, 
and um, there's a lot there's, there's a lot of businesses that haven't yet you know opened up fully they're just trying to get in touch back with the economic conversation and remember we are winding up uh, the year is October so we are we are hoping that um, the federal government can weigh in. We are expecting Mr. President to say something, do something. Um, the silence is very loud. Um, the police and also we want institutions. Um, we know that the, the, the Speaker of the House of Representatives says he will not be happy for passing the 2021 budget um, that does not accommodate the demand of the, you know, the end, hashtag NTAS, okay. you know, protest group. So we hope that um, if looking at the consideration of what this looks like, uh, whether it's an infiltration or a misunderstanding or some sort of lacking of communication between the protesters and, and the hoodlums, perhaps it might be you know, um, noteworthy to recommend uh, a general curfew uh, for everyone so that we can manage the infiltration. We do not want to get to a, a step or we do not want to get to a point where it has to become a state of emergency. And I think that's what the consideration is for a lot of people. Okay. So from, from the protesters, the ones you were able to talk to, are they showing signs of, you know, maybe um, withdrawing the protest for now, holding hearting the protest for now? Is there any sign of that? Did they talk about, what did they talk about uh, the protest and the curfew that is being ensured? Sorry, come again. The protesters, the ones you were able to talk to, did they? Yeah. What is their stand as regards to the curfew? Is there um, an agreement of some sort among them to halt the protest for now? I, I think when you're talking about national security, it's not really uh, relevant to consider what the uh, conversations are in the minor. I think for any nation, especially Nigeria and any other country uh, that is democratically run. Um, best charge of the uh, president or the uh, you know the uh, security chief is to look at the security uh, details within that conversation. Okay. If there are more casualties within the protest than that it is peaceful, then I think for the benefit of the general public, there has to be some sort of consensus to regard a peaceful uh, you know shutdown of those conversations, at least in the interim, to be able to manage the casualties that are not properly detailed within the process. Okay. So I think that is the focus of the conversation. And secondly, I think that um, for a lot of young people, you also know that some schools are not open today because of fear and tension of what's happening. I know about three schools. So it's also creating a level of panic. I mean, some airlines that were supposed to touch down today, I think it was Delta Airlines or so where you know we you know redirected to land in Ghana. You know, so 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 those kind of details can frighten, you know, the general understanding of those who are investors, the general terrain of Nigeria. And so uh, the idea is that our protest should yield fruit, it should be democratically done, peaceful, non violent. But we are hoping that the government in engaging the protest would also be non violent and be peaceful. Um, because all the conversations on Kokodao's malopration by the military has had a lot of people on the edge. So um, the coming out to say is good to be peaceful and fair and without any recourse to violence on the, on the citizens is something that is, is right for a lot of people. But we hope, we just hope that um, it, it, it's just, you know, a case of helping to quell down the tempers and take out the miscreants from those with the purpose.
I do feel that um, the protest, even though we know majority understands the collective purpose of this protest, there are some people with, you know, a divisive um, understanding of what the protest is about. It is not a southern protest or a northern protest or an eastern protest. It is a Nigerian call from its citizens, from the youth to demand that police brutality stops. We are just saying we are tired of the brutality and the monstrosity of staff. We are saying that enough is enough. And I think that for any you know, right-thinking government, what they will do is to look at these things in totality, from the administration of the Nigerian police to the reform, to those who are also in charge of passing the policies at the legislation, at the legislature, and demanding that these things be considered and delivered with governors. Most countries where these things happen, they generally reside from office and look at how to solve the problem and get back to the drawing table. But Africa is so dynamic and we understand that because of years of colonialism, our method of understanding of governance is totally adverse to what we practice. So I believe that um, going forward, we must understand that this is a Nigerian call, not a a, a, an ethnic call. We are not looking at the religiosity within the context. We are looking at a general conversation of a good Nigeria and having great leadership. Okay, thank you so, so much, Adora. Adora thank you very much. All thank right. you. Uh, Okay, so we've just spoken with Adora, and like I said earlier, she is on, on the field. She's been walking around, gathering some information, and it's really nice. We're going to go back to the music right now. I still have Emeka and Ikemba in the studio. When we come back, we will be opening up the phone lines to take some, um, take in some calls and some of your observations or comments, and then, of course, we'll be wrapping up on the show. This is Sound Sultan featuring Two-Face. It's titled One. I'm all friends from my protect. Sounds so tan. Two face. Taste slick. Yesterday was today. Soon tomorrow will be yesterday. Until then, I will wait. Cause so promise a brighter day. Alive. Like the rainbow in every color of life Don't really matter the situation that you face Your tribe, your color, all your race You and me, we have a bridge to cross Hand in hand, we'll make it to the shores The bond we share is beyond a hundred walls Cannot be divided by the law
Let the Love Flow. That is one by Sansotan featuring Two Face. We've got about 10 minutes to wrap this off. Okay, the phone lines are open. We'll see how many more calls, how many calls we can take before we say uh, adios on the show. All right, we've been talking about police brutality and we've started with the conversation we had last week and we tried to listen to some part of the conversations we had last week. I told you I have two guests in the studio. I have Ikemba and Emeka. But before I get to them, let's take a call. Hello. Good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. My name is Solomon, calling from Abata Road in Maraba. Okay. Welcome to the show, Solomon. Thank you. I just heard uh, Adora on the phone saying the youth should protest uh, democratically. And it baffles me when when the the government are not being democratic because what we have in Nigeria is not really democracy; it's a civil rule. These two are different. If you have democracy, then it's about engagement, talking things over. It's about you saying what is on your mind. I say mine. Then we collect the majority views and use it to make the move we need to make in governance. That is not what we have in Nigeria. What we have is civil rule, and that is why essentially what prevails is elite conspiracy. Those in government are not listening to people because they don't believe they derive their powers from the, from the people. If you even check the process of recruitment, those who are in power, elections are not really a true reflection of the wishes of the people. That in itself underlines the kind of leader we have. The federal government at the center is not really keen to listen to the people because it, because it has been going on for a very long time now. Okay. So, you know, I said the use not to pour out in the streets. The response by the vice president about a fortnight ago underpoints the position that the government has been slow in taking decision. The government has not been slow because the vice president has been economical with the truth. Government has not been listening. So, the government has to go back to their own drawing board and then do whatever they need to do and stop this, this process of the thing. I must commend the Nigerian youth also. I'm happy about this, this protest. I'm excited. But we must not just see or fail to see the effort of the past leaders who ensure that democracy is entrenched, which we, the youth, are privileged today of being able to come out on the street to demand, not just demand, insist on government action. Okay. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Right, zero nine zero thirty thousand eight nine nine and zero eight zero triple nine eight triple seven zero. Before I get that call, um, Emeka, just before I let you go, okay. With everything that has happened in the past twelve days, yes. Okay, uh, you you've been following the news. You know what's going on. You know how far um, the presidency has gone. What has been done so far? What do you think is the way moving forward? What do you think needs to be done urgently now? Okay, I think what needs to be done urgently first is that the pers- um, the president needs to understand that when they say they want SAS and you say you disband SAS, you have to disband SAS and give a body language that means you've disbanded them. And when you say, okay, you want to reform them and you want to put them into another thing, you have to be genuine about it. So what is the president's stand towards all this? How is he addressing the Nigerian youth? You need to address the Nigerian youth. So um, I think until the president himself actually addresses the Nigerian youth and talks about this raging issue, this problem, it will be as if we're not practicing democracy. For example, let me give you an instance. In America now, you can see that they're having presidential debates. Even as big a democracy as America is, the president can't cut corners for debates. He must go there. So why must we, our own president, not even be able to like address or sit down and tell the youth that, okay, this is what we should do at such a point. So I just think, the way forward is the, um, the government should listen to the demands of the people in any democracy. The government will find it on the right perspective when it listens to the demands of the people because it's the people that brought it to power. So when they forget about the people that brought it to power, they've lost themselves and that government is going to crumble to pieces. So before they crumble to pieces, they should get some threshold of what is happening around them now and they should wake up and smell the coffee. Okay, let's take one last call before we wrap it up. Hello. Hello, Adora, good evening. Okay, it's Miriam, but go ahead. Adora, yes, my name is Apostle Osola from Apostle. Uh, I'm coming in an angle in this area. A problem, a problem discovered is a problem solved. Okay. Uh, Nigerian youth, they have, uh, they have expressed their view. Yes, they have uh, their grievances over, over the police uh, uh, brutality. 
But now there are, there are other people, they are turning into another thing. Many, we are not seeing a lot of property lines. So I would like to say that the, 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 the government of the have will be given the, the listings here. They, they, they have to retrieve and allow the, the government of the day to, 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 do the, the, to do the needful, not to continue in this way. We, we, we are in Apple, we have lost a lot of them. We are by uh, shops and motor have been born. Okay. So we call the Minister of uh, to, to create an court. This is the process that we should do. We retrieve. So let us allow uh, the, the government to, 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 to do the needful. Okay. God bless you, Adora. This is our Okay. Thank you so much. My name is Miriam, by the way. Anyway, um, we've actually come to the end of today's episode. This is Talk to Adora. My name is Miriam Cole, and I've been sitting in for Adora today. Okay, um, just to wrap it off, we've had a lot, and for the past 12 days, it's been a roller coaster of feeling. Yeah, to has, be honest, it has, it has. when he started, we I didn't know I don't you think know, a lot of expect. people yeah, yeah, yes. knew it was going to go this far. Yes, okay, violent. and at some point, a lot of people were really excited about what was going on. Yes, and then it was quite revolutionary. Yeah, it felt it felt like something was happening, and a lot of people wanted to be a part of it. Yes. And uh, right now, to be honest, it's not really going as we we thought, thought it would it would go. It would yes, go. Yes, All right, and. Just to wrap it up, um, like Adora said, it would be nice if we had like a 24 hours curfew nationwide to just understand what is going on first, you know, and then the, I, I honestly, from what everyone has said, it would be also wise if the government can act very fast to avoid, yes, yes. you know, more casualties, to avoid yes, yes. anything else yes, yes. moving forward. So like Adora suggested, 24 hours curfew will be nice. Everybody retreat, go back to the drawing board, understand what is going on, not let anybody try to hijack what has been started by well-meaning Nigerians and turn it into something else. Yeah. On that note, it's been a show. Yeah, it's been so nice, Mimi. It's been so nice. Yes, and we do have to leave. Coming up in just uh, three minutes is Politics Extra with um, Adobe. Okay, and of course the rest of the gang, they will be here in a couple of minutes. Stick around, don't go anywhere. It's still your home of good music, good talk. 99.9 KISS FM. Governance in Nigeria is democratic. It runs on inclusive participation and it accommodates all citizens. You should get involved. Don't be left behind. I am Okiria Agbonsuremi. Join us as we examine and analyze political issues on 99.9 KISS FM, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. It's Politics Extra. Politics Extra. Join our Facebook live streaming at Official Primong and log on to our website, primong.org, for more information. It's a production of Primong, the Progressive Impact Organization for Community Development. Contact us through email politicsextra at primog.org or info at agbonsuremi.com or call 090-2265-6167. Politics Extra on 99.9 KISS FM Abuja, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Primong, advocacy for good governance. Advocacy for good governance. Have you followed Kiss FM on social media? Hurry now, go follow Kiss FM on Instagram and Twitter at 999kissfmabuja and on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash kissfmabuja. Go, follow us now and stay updated. At 999kissfmabuja. Governance in Nigeria is democratic. It runs on inclusive participation and it accommodates all citizens. You should get involved. Don't be left behind. I am Okiria Agbonsuremi. Join us as we examine and analyze political issues on 99.9 KISS FM, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. It's Politics Extra. Politics Extra. Join our Facebook live streaming at Official Primong and log on to our website, primong.org, for more information. It's a production of Primong, the Progressive Impact Organization for Community Development. Contact us through email politicsextra at primog.org or info at agbonsuremi.com. 
or call 090-2265-6167. Politics Extra on 99.9 Kiss FM Abuja, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 